0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at
1: SoundTalentMedia.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at CiampaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you
2: to do a service
1: for me. Play the Godfather, now at Champacasino.com.
2: Welcome to the family.
0: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
2: Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of 3AM. If you want to support us, visit our Patreon, where patrons have access to exclusive content. If you're not able to support us monetarily, don't worry. This episode is on us. You can still rate and review us on whatever platform you listen to us on. It really does go a long way. You can also follow us on social media. Our handle everywhere, including Patreon, is the 3 am Pod. Finally, do you have any scary stories? If so, submit them to our website, the3ampodcast.com. We're anxious and excited to hear from you.
1: Welcome to 3 a.m. 3 a.m. 3 a.m., where we discuss and dissect the supernatural.
0: What's the scariest thing you've encountered? That's been one of our favorite questions for years. 3 a.m. is the result of asking this question over and over again.
1: Stories we share are typically sourced from those we know, our listeners, or personal experience, the validity of which can be determined by you, the listener.
2: While we might not have all the answers, we find the culture and lore surrounding paranormal events and unnatural occurrences fascinating. We hope you enjoy. We hope you enjoy. We hope you enjoy. All right, so should we start? Do we have, to, do we want to do anything? We could explain why we're doing this. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We'll just do a quick preface of that. Uh.
2: Jump right in, dude.
1: You want to open us up?
2: Hello. Are you talking to me? <laughs> or sorry, Shawnee. <laughs> okay. Okay. <clears throat> Hello. This is the three AM podcast. My name is Sean.
1: My name is DJ,
2: and my name is Charlie. We're just a bunch of friends that tell each other scary stories, and you know, trying to have fun while we're doing it. Yeah,
1: what I mean. <laughs> uh, Right now, we're doing our first ever recording remotely uh, because Charles is in California. What's up, guys? (laughs) So bear with us as we figure this out. But by the time you hear this, it'll probably be figured out by then. So (laughs) how's everyone doing?
0: Dude, I'm good. I'm in California. I'm visiting family. We're eating good food. It's been fun. It's been nice. Looks like you're hanging out.
2: Nice and warm by the pool the other day, too. Heck yeah, brother. <laughs> Actually, so it was like 80 degrees yesterday, and the day before we got here
0: was 106.
2: Well, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: My entire family was like, ever since you've been here, it's been like perfect weather. You guys came at
2: the right time. Bro, it freaking snowed here over the weekend, which was what? slightly <laughs> infuriating because it was the weekend, and I had the whole time off. And I was like, well, we're going to explore the snow then.
1: <laughs> I, for one, was stoked about it. But, to be fair, we were all the way up in the mountains.
2: <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. But it was just the alpine loop. So, like, up in the mountains, but, like, not that far up in the mountains.
1: Like, in Utah Valley, it was pouring rain oh, all yeah. weekend.
2: It was pouring rain. There but- was hail
1: at one point. It was pretty crazy. But we... uh Me, Mallory, and Sean went up to Alpine Loop on Sunday, and the best part was, one of the best parts was that it wasn't crowded. True. Usually it's super crowded at this time of year because the weather's usually perfect, and the loop just opens up, so everyone goes to finally
2: be outside. And it was, like, super foggy up on the drive, so it was, like, eerie and kind of dope. We were in the clouds. That's what it was. That's sick.
1: What it was. It was crazy, yeah. So we're hiking through the woods. And we we're in the clouds and it started snowing
2: and it was kind of crazy. But yeah, dude, God just blew some mad cloud down at us. Just vape life. So, yeah. <laughs> the actual Damn vape, you. vape God. <laughs> uh.
1: No, yeah, it was wild. I've never seen it snow in June ever.
0: It was weird. <laughs> dude, what's happening? 2020. Don't say it can get worse.
2: Everything is chaotic right now. Well, at least it'll keep us on our toes, you know? That's so. true. Yeah. All right, I, I just wanted to start by saying
0: I am sorry. I'm sorry to DJ for making fun of his ankles for all these years. <laughs> Why is that? So, oh, dude, this sucked so bad. Okay, so we went on a hike with my mother, and it was a super easy hike. It's like four miles in, four miles out to these really, really pretty marble falls, right? And about a mile in, I step off a rock, take your foot, and then turn it completely 90 degrees to the right. (laughs) And I stepped off about a a rock that's like a foot above the ground, just directly down onto the side of my foot. (laughs) Oh, no. And the, the instant it made contact with the ground, searing hot pain shoots through my body. And I'm like,
1: ah, oh, no. Dude, you're supposed and to walk on it right away. Everyone
0: I was with was like, oh, it's good. It's good. Just walk it. Walk it off. Walk it off. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. But in my head, I'm like, dude, this is more than just to walk it off.
1: <laughs> oh, so because of all the peer pressure, you continue the hike. When you Yeah, and I easily didn't want, I didn't want to be a around. baby. No, dude. And that's it's like I wanted to
0: be it. a tough dude, you know. <laughs> so I was like, they were like, no, you're fine. Just walk it off. Walk it off. And so I stepped a couple times and they're like, oh, you can put pressure on it. So you're good. <laughs> <laughs> i was like yeah totally <laughs> tears in my eyes and then i hike four more miles to the the marble falls you know i know my foot is swollen i know it's super swollen inside my shoe because all of a sudden my shoe is super tight
1: yeah and you don't take that shoe off
0: <laughs> no i was just like i don't even want to take it off because i don't want to put it back on yeah for a while i was i was thinking maybe i should let it soak in the river because the river's super cold so it might be good for it but i didn't do that Anyway, we pack up, we start to hike back out, and about a mile back out, I step off a GD rock (laughs) (laughs) and land directly on my foot 90 degrees to the left. Oh, my gosh, Charles. And this one hurt just as much, if not more, than the first time. I was like, okay, I know it's effed up now, but I didn't say anything because they already told me to walk it off. So I hiked four more miles. On this foot, I get home. I take my shoe off, and I know I was like, "This thing is going to be huge." And I take my sock off, and it looks like someone cut open my ankle and just sewed in like three golf balls on the side <laughs> of my foot. <laughs> Long story short, I sprained my ankle hella bad, and in some weird way, I was
2: happy that it looked so messed up because I was like, "I knew it." <laughs> I have uh, sprained my ankle really bad twice. Both of them were while wearing low top shoes. You remember that one time we hiked out to Stuart Falls in the middle of the night and did like Bigfoot calls, squatching and stuff, Charles? Totally. That was one of those times because it was in the middle of the night and I hit a rock and just rolled the shit out of my ankle. It was like bruised all the way up to my knee, bro. It sucks,
1: dude. Yeah. It sucks
2: so bad. It was after that that I got my high top like hiking shoes. I was like, I'm not doing this again, bro.
0: Bro. The first time I realized white moms were pilled up to the gills. (laughs) Uh, I was like camping with a bunch of families and we were playing volleyball and I just came down directly on the side of my ankle and I like limped off the court and I sat down and I took my sock off and all the moms saw how big my ankle was. And immediately 18 purses opened up and I was handed so much Percocet and Vicodin and like Norco just like every painkiller ever and i was like what the
1: hell just like plan b and <laughs> yeah
0: the day after
1: pill shit like that
2: <laughs> bro you got to but- you know you got to stay pilled up bro <laughs> i know i was like damn y'all are wild
1: when i was at coachella <laughs> um as a mormon boy <laughs> um i think it was like day 3 and there's something called the coachella lung and It's a polo field, so it's nice and grassy, but after the first day, it's not grassy anymore. It's dirt, yeah, and it's dust. So people start wearing masks. A lot of people start wearing masks and they're not breathing in all that dust from 600,000 people.
2: Yeah, I'm wearing masks (laughs) before it was cool, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, Coachella. But
1: we were standing in line to go into this one stage, and literally everyone around me was like coughing. And they all had the Coachella and uh, I had cough drops <laughs> <laughs> prepared for this. Okay. And I was like, anybody want cough drops? <laughs> and I was handing out cough drops and everyone was thanking me and Bro, you saying how this was better than any edible that they've gotten the whole weekend.
2: <laughs> so... I was uh, the Mormon plug business idea, bro. I hate myself, <laughs>
0: <laughs> dude. You were the Coachella cleric.
1: Yeah, hey. I had I had cough drops. I was strapped with uh, emergency.
2: Ooh, okay. Because
1: everyone's carrying around their camel packs, so you just throw a little bit inside your pack, uh, and staying immune. Yeah, I had extra earplugs, dude. I was set up,
0: Damn. dude. You are a nerd. <laughs>
1: Bro, I just want my people healthy and I want them to enjoy <laughs> I know, I the love festival. It. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm one of those moms <laughs> taking care of my
0: children. uh thanks, King.
1: Sorry, uh you uh it's Queen to you. Sorry you oh, okay. uh sprained your ankle. Um anything else on the agenda, my guys? Uh,
0: no. Not from me. Do we have a question? No. If we don't have anything, I'm just going to tell a story of when I almost died.
1: What about the one with your your dick?
2: Oh, yeah. Weren't you going to tell that last week? I kind of want to tell it in person. Oh, uh, okay. okay. You want to show us your dick? <laughs> yeah, I, I really want to show, show you it what person. happened. <laughs> it's a show and Dude, tell Dude,
1: show now, us bro. on the web. This will be uh, a okay. dick pic. Everybody subscribe to Charles's OnlyFans. <laughs>
0: It's uh Californiaroll at sixty nine dot com. California roll. <laughs> California mm, roll. Nice. Oh, it's follow me. Uh, uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Tell us about the time you almost died.
0: Okay, this story is kind of wild, so bear with me. All right, so because of where I grew up, there was not a lot to do, right?
2: Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's for sure. So <laughs> <laughs> that we know.
0: You guys have been there, you've seen it. <laughs> So what we started doing was just exploring everything. There was a lot of like development in my city for a really long time. So buildings were getting constructed, large office buildings were being built, and at night, me and my friends would just go run around and explore them, right? I see you. So we had... Almost we had fancied ourselves like little parkour runners. (laughs) okay. Even though we couldn't do anything. We would just like climb stuff, jump off of it, run through buildings, right? Do a somersault every once in a while. Heck yeah. (laughs) Throw in a cartwheel and a little razzle dazzle.
1: (laughs) Some bunny hops.
0: We would run from a lot of the bike cops that were in Visalia. And so we were out one night. It had been raining the week previous. And we were going through this office building that was being built. And it's pitch black just think of like your your basic house that's being built except it's an office building so there's just framing up everywhere it's cement floors there's like half the drywall's up right and i'm running through the building and i'm going through these slats like of the framing and i can fit right through them right mm. so i step through one and i run step through another and i run and i step through the third one and all of a sudden I'm just enveloped in blackness <laughs> and I don't understand what's happening, but I'm horizontal and I'm falling. <laughs> like it was, it was the weirdest feeling ever. Like I had just stepped through the frame of this um, wall and all of a sudden I was in black and I kind of realize after a second I'm falling a great distance. After a second. Yeah. And all of a sudden I go smack and I hit the ground and what had happened is I had fallen through all the way down to the basement over like a parking garage <laughs> that I didn't know was there.
1: <laughs> How many stories was that? So I fell probably like 10 feet.
0: <laughs> t- like 12 feet. I was feet. thinking like 10 stories. <laughs> no. But I fell into a basement that had been filled with water because it was raining and there was a rebar sticking
2: up. Oh. So basically y- so like you a basic tiger is. trap, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) And there was a piece of rebar that was sticking straight up that landed about a foot away from me that I would have 100% been impaled on if it had, like, hit my chest or stomach. But instead, I hit it with my hand, and it went straight into my hand.
2: (laughs) Is that why you can do the weird hand thing now?
0: (laughs) Probably, dude. (laughs) Uh, So, I, I honestly, I hit the water. I have no idea what just happened. It was like the weirdest feeling ever. I don't know how to describe it. And I hear from behind me, my friend go, Charlie? Because from his point of view, he just saw me step through this <laughs> this frame and then completely disappear. <laughs> and I was like, I'm, I'm down here. <laughs> and anyway, long story short, I climb out of the pit and I this rebar stuck straight into my hand. So I had to pull my hand off of it. I had to put the chunk of skin back in the hole. Mm. (laughs) Yummy. And then walk down like three or four blocks shirtless and soaking wet to a Denny's. (laughs) (laughs) But luckily, it was like two or three in the morning at this Denny's, so I fit right in with all the other weirdos that were there. And I don't know. Should I keep going? Yeah, keep going. It's so weird. Like not having you guys here, I can't like feel. (laughs) I just feel like I'm talking to no one. (laughs) Uh, So I'm sitting at the table. I'm like achy. My body hurts. I'm freezing cold. Someone lent me their tank top, so I'm just wearing a tank top. And I have this huge hole in my hand. So I decide, I was like, man, I got to wash this like the centimeter deep hole in my hand. I got to wash this dirt out. So I go to the bathroom, open the door, walk in, and there is a man in the stall. It's one stall and something is happening. It sounds like a mighty tussle. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of movements. There's a lot of there's a lot of noises from him. So just and I'm one
2: just like, person in that stall then?
0: Dude, I at the time couldn't tell you. I had no idea. <laughs> so I'm very wary of this. This is odd activity. And I just start cleaning out my wound when the stall door like kicks open. And a man, the entire size of the stall is in there. <laughs> He was a, he was a wide fella, and he steps out and he sees that he's not alone because I was being really quiet. He sees that he's not alone and he's like, "Oh, uh, uh, d- d- I don't go in there." Yeah, yeah. Someone, uh, someone really did a number in there and they didn't clean it up. But I almost got it on me. <laughs> uh. And I'm just like, okay, I'm so I'm like 17 at the time. Keep in mind, so I'm like, uh, okay, sir. And as he steps out, I can see behind him, and there is Kaka <laughs> like four feet up the wall behind the toilet. <laughs> and he just like quickly runs out and runs away. Didn't wash his hands? <laughs> no, I, I, he was mortified that someone caught him in the middle of it. <laughs> But I'm sitting there, and I was just like, dude, life is not real right now. Like, what is happening? <laughs> and then a friend of mine comes in, and he's like, dude, I'm about to crap my pants. And I'm like, oh, man, you can't go in there. <laughs> and he's like, why not? I have to go so bad. And I was like, all right. And he he goes in, and I, I hear him scream.
1: <laughs> but he has no choice. He has to
0: use it. And I just laugh and leave.
2: Uh, oh, uh, man.
1: um, <laughs> This will not be going up on air, but... I have a similar story that happened about it about an hour ago. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so you, you ever, so wait, we're Every, cutting right now. <laughs> yeah. Cut.
0: All right. Anyway, should we do this thing?
1: Let's do this. This show is sponsored by better help. We all carry around different stressors, big, and small,
0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW approved. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: Roll.
2: I'm rolling the 20 sided die to see who gets to tell their story first. I've rolled a two. I got a 13.
0: All right, DJ, roll for me.
1: Charles got a 16. So it's Charles, hey. me, and then Sean.
2: Hey, it's in the order we're sitting. Wow, wow. <laughs> All right. So for me tonight,
0: first one, first story, took place in 2013 to a girl named Rochelle Harris. So Rochelle was in her home, just living her life, mundane, when she started hearing scratching in her house. Nope. And no matter where she went in her house, she would hear this scratching. You know, obviously it probably freaked her out. She probably looked places but she could not shake this scratching noise shortly after the scratching she started having pretty severe headaches with these headaches the scratching continues she does her best to like ignore the scratching and continue on in her day and eventually she goes to sleep when she wakes up she still has a pounding headache and the scratching is louder and now she looks down at her pillow and there is weird green liquid all over her pillow and the headaches are so severe she thinks it's some crazy ear infection so she goes to the doctor and the doctor checks in her ear and says ma'am you have a whole nest of maggots inside of your ear (laughs) so rochelle had recently returned from a trip from peru where she distinctly remembered a fly crawling into her ear landing on her ear and she swiped it away right and she thought that's all that happened but apparently the fly had laid eggs deep inside her ear that hibernated and then hatched when she got home
2: was it the bot (laughs) fly
0: dude no i think it was just like a peruvian fly i don't think it was a full bot fly Um, which is even more terrifying So you're welcome. To me, I was like, this isn't a conventional scary story, but it is the scariest
2: story. <laughs> okay, that's actually what I'm most afraid of. Is it? Dude, I guess, dude, because I haven't said the f*** word as many times in any other stories. I mean, yeah, that definitely got Sean, that
0: re,
1: Sean reacted hard to okay. that. Okay, so a, a grizzly bear in the woods and you're by yourself, or... A nest of maggots in both ear holes. I take the grizzly bear. Really? Yeah, dude. Wow, that's a hard question. (laughs) I don't like it. (laughs) But I—I my gut leans towards bear. Really? Mine leans towards the flies. I can go to a doctor and get that removed. Or I can face a bear, go to the doctor, and get my life removed. (laughs) (laughs) I guess.
0: All right. That was just a little appetizer.
2: <laughs> oh, we've been tizzed, bro. <laughs> All
0: right. So my next one comes. T- <laughs> my next one
1: is out of. Dude, I like this format right now. I think it's fun. <laughs> okay, it's just different. Now on,
2: one of us isn't invited anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Whoever lo- rolls last. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Go to the other room that the we next- set up a mic
2: alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Charles brought up. Uh, an idea <laughs> that honestly terrifies me, but I think would be so fun. <laughs> Earlier on the phone, when we were talking about the logistics of tonight, how we would set all of this up, he says, "Dude, if this works, we know how to record remotely. We should one at one point go to remote haunted locations and record together over the air, all by ourselves in each in three different locations." Oh, Amen. I'm in. I'm also
0: in for that. Dude, you know what would be terrifying? If we do that and we could see something
2: like in the background of Sean's video. Oh <laughs> dude, yeah, I-, I think that's that that one uh, video chat horror movie. You remember that, dude? Unfriended. Unfriended, dude.
1: <laughs> dude, if I do that, I'm, se- I'm setting up like <laughs> I'm going to try to have like a mirror in front of me so I could see- watch behind me the whole time.
0: Smart, smart. Dude, I'll definitely be in a corner. And Be able to look okay, at like, that see it, so smart. <laughs> DJ is just like, Go ahead with More your <laughs> <laughs> oh, He's by an
2: open door with his back to it, but a mirror is in yeah. front. Of him. I'm, <laughs> like, I'm good, I'm
1: in the corner, but facing the corner. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can turn around. <laughs> I have the power of reflection on my side, bro. <laughs> reflection, God, and anime. <laughs> oh.
2: That's hilarious. Uh,
1: that would be peak 3 a.m.
2: Oh, yeah, dude. It would be real scary. We'd get some real emotions. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Charles, but continue. Yeah.
0: All right, no worries. All right, next story is out of western Pennsylvania. Okay. Pittsburgh? Uh, I can't remember where where it's at. I don't think it's near Pittsburgh. It's near like a smaller town. Erie?
2: No. No, there's only two in western Pennsylvania I know. <laughs>
0: Okay, so fine. This is Western PA. A young kid decides to go out hiking. And I think his buddies have decided to go to the cabin before him. And he's going to hike from a, from a certain position and hike to the cabin. So he's going to spend like one or two days alone before he gets to the cabin. Mm-hmm. So he's hiking through. He's about 14 years old. And he finds a good spot where he wants to settle down for the night. It's a clearing in the woods, super secluded. Um, There is like some service roads kind of near, but not really. He feels good about the spot. So he sets up his tent and goes about his day. I mean, he probably has a fire and just relaxed, right? Hmm. So that night he goes to sleep and he can hear the sounds of the woods all around him. We all know that noise and we all know that feeling, at least hopefully if you don't go do it. (laughs) And as he's lying there, he realizes the sound gets quieter and quieter until it's very quiet. And there is no more sound in the woods. And all he can hear is a light crunch of leaves. And at first they're far off, but he realizes that they're getting closer and closer. And not only that, they're coming straight to his tent. He's silently listening. He's terrified. And what's worse is the footsteps come to his tent and just start circling the clearing over and over. So he's laying in his tent terrified when all of a sudden and without warning, the foot sets stop and he doesn't hear them again. Until the zipper of his tent starts to come undone. Hell no, bro. (laughs) And before he can react, a man's face comes through the hole in the tent. And he has no eyes, no nose. And he leans in almost above the kid's face and he says, says the words, I never asked for much. And then slowly backed out of the tent and walked away into the darkness.
2: Ew.
1: He got a mouth though? He had a mouth.
2: But no nose and no eyes.
1: Okay. Well, it seems convenient,
2: so, you know.
0: <laughs> the scariest part of this story is that this man exists for real explain so what's truly terrifying about this i mean it's a scary story that i'm sure scared a lot of people or the idea of that's super scary right Mm -hmm. but this incident is actually based off an urban legend in western pennsylvania and that urban legend is known as the green man or charlie no face
2: oh i've heard of charlie no face damn
1: what have you heard Hmm. I have a Japanese friend named Charlie with no eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you can't make jokes like that right now. <laughs>
0: and this climate dog?
1: <laughs> no, no, I'm being dumb. Sorry. Stop stop listening to me.
0: Okay. Uh well, this is based off an urban legend in western Pennsylvania. And I'm going to go over it for our Patreon listeners.
2: Ooh, you lucky dogs. <laughs> Okay, so
0: this urban legend terrorized people all over like the East Coast for a very long time. <laughs> all right, uh, that's me tonight.
1: Thank you so much. <laughs> Dude, thank you, thank you, thank you, Charles. It's been fun so far. Uh, me next. Okay. So this story comes from Hannah. And Hannah uh, is big into music. Hannah worked in an after-school music studio, teaching private lessons. And a lot of times, she would be there late with her lessons. The students that she would tutor and whatnot would finish up their lessons, leave, and then she would kind of close up, wrap things up, and then lock up the building as the last person there. And she said that this was an old building that they were in. And as soon as she started working there, she heard all these stories of people's experiences being in the building alone or by themselves stories such as hearing music being played when they knew they were the only ones there stories of footsteps throughout the hallways all your typical haunted house things you know Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: and hannah says that she's always been kind of sensitive to these things uh and she didn't experience anything for a while until for some weird reason at one point when closing up For the evening being the last person there she felt what she said something very eerie in the building that night she said i felt as if somebody was genuinely in the room with me and was watching my every move so at that point she gets all her stuff and she hustles out as quickly as she could this feeling doesn't leave her for the rest of her time there and not only there but when she goes home Driving the car, she feels like someone's sitting with her in the seat, watching her. She tries to shake it off, but she can't stop thinking about it. She falls asleep thinking about it. She wakes up thinking about it. She just can't shake it. So this goes on for a while, and this feeling is growing on her. You know, When she started there, there was nothing. Now it's everything. Hannah lives with her boyfriend at the time. And he wakes up and leaves for work at 6 in the morning on weekdays. So she goes into work at about 8.30. So she's there for a couple hours sleeping in before she she leaves the house. But for those couple hours, she's all by herself. She said one day her boyfriend had gotten up as usual, left the house at 6. She sleeps in until about 7.30. She gets up. She takes a shower. She gets in. She said while she's in the shower, immediately she feels this presence super strongly more than ever before. And the thought comes into her head, this person is in the bathroom with me right now. You, you felt that? Has anybody felt that? Like specifically well, in the I, shower? I, yeah.
2: Only when I know that person is in the bathroom
1: <laughs> with me. I, I, I mean... The only the most I felt was like paranoia. Like as a kid, I don't know what it was. Maybe if it was watching the movie Psycho. But after one, some point, I always felt the need to check outside the shower curtain. A hundred percent, dude. <laughs> before finishing up.
0: I would put shampoo in my hair and then as fast as possible, wash it out <laughs> so I didn't have to close my eyes that long. And then check all around <laughs> and make sure no one's in there. And I think it is because yeah. of the movie Psycho, dude.
1: Yeah crazy how a movie can change one small part of your daily environment (laughs) but um no this is what i assume hannah is going through but i guess at a heightened level she says there's somebody watching me shower right now she feels this so strongly to the point where she shouts out loud please please leave me alone at which point she hears Ew. (laughs) Footsteps leaving out of the bathroom and hearing the front door slam shut. Not the bathroom door, but the front door. Loud enough where she could hear it from her running shower. Weirdly enough, she feels instantly better because this thing is not with her anymore. (laughs) That might have the opposite effect on some people, but that's not the worst part. The worst part for Hannah was the confirmation.
2: Oh, I mean, that's pretty terrible.
1: Confirmation beyond what happened. She turns off the shower, grabs her towel, tells off a little bit, wraps it around her, opens the curtain, and what she sees, she has no answer for. But what she sees is wet footprints leaving the bathroom.
2: Oh, that means it was in the shower.
1: To her front door. But- Oh. So Hannah says this really did happen to me. Tried to reason it away and find logical explanations, but nothing has made sense so far. I genuinely believe that this spirit got a little too close for comfort and decided to pop in the shower with me
2: that morning. Gross. Yeah. (laughs) It's a pervert ghost, dude.
1: I related that story just because of what we talked about earlier. It's like we've all felt the paranoia of being in the shower. Feeling like you're not by yourself, dude. Have you
0: seen? I think it might be The Grudge. Mm-hmm.
1: Dude, I have not seen The Grudge or The <gasps> Ring. I don't know why I always pair those movies together. What the hell, DJ? But I've not card, seen it either.
2: Creepy girls. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, <laughs> no. And creepy they also Asian came out ar- like around the same time. Yeah, yeah. So, all right.
1: Sorry, well, keep going.
0: The no, Grudge. let's let's watch those when when we get home, dude. Let's do it. What I was saying is in the grudge, I think there's a scene in the shower where she's showering and she's doing her hair.
2: Uh, And and it reaches out of the back of her head. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it reaches up and grabs the back of her head. And she, like, spins around all quick and there's nothing there.
1: I've seen that. I've seen that clip.
0: But that's what that reminds me of.
2: Uh, Just a short story, but that's me. I like it. That was pretty creepy. (sighs) All right, guys. Let me finish you off right now. So this story comes from our friend, Sarah. Not actually our friend, but like they're now our friend, Sarah. Shout out, Sarah. This comes from a while ago as well, when she was like 14, something like that. And one night, her and a couple friends are going to have a sleepover. So she heads over to her friend's house, and she said... This is pre-smartphone era. So after about a an hour of chilling, hanging out, they're like, well, what do we do now? So one of them is like, we have a Ouija board. Oh. Let's play with a Ouija board. And all of them trying to, you know, act tough. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So they whip it out, and they start playing with this Ouija board. Now she says that... They played with it for half hour to an hour or so, and really nothing strange or exciting happened. Randomly they'd get a yes or a no, or feel like it was being pulled in a certain direction. But there are four of them, so like maybe it was just one of them messing around. You never know, right? Totally. <clears throat> so after about an hour, one of the friends quits, decides she's had enough of it, goes like lays down on the bed and starts doing her own thing. The other three are still playing. And now it kind of seems pretty apparent that something is pulling the planchette in directions on this Ouija board. Like there's someone there now. This is the moment in every movie or scene with a Ouija board where things start
1: to escalate. It's like, stop doing that. What are you doing? I'm not doing
0: it. I swear,
2: Kelly, if you don't stop, I'm going home. (laughs) (laughs) Telling mom. Yeah. And I'm sure there was some of that, but, at this point, the three are still playing and they decide to ask if there's something there to which they get a yes. Afterwards, they ask, uh, what's your name? And it responds, "Its name is Ian. So there's an Ian in the room with them playing a Ouija board with them. <laughs> then they start asking it questions, answering random questions like where they're from, yada, yada, yada. They then decide to ask Ian to prove that he's there because, like, they still think each other are messing around, you know? And they're like, prove that you're in this room with us. Lift one of us up. Oh. (laughs) And no sooner than they ask that question, Sarah, and they're sitting around this table like kind of crisscross applesauce around the Ouija board, and then to the side is their friend that had just quit. But Sarah, all of a sudden, feels this cold rush come up her spine, and then she feels a slap on her back. And then her shirt starts getting grabbed and lifted. And while this is happening, the friend who's off to the side starts screaming. Yes. because she can see there's nothing there and her shirt is being lifted off of her back right now. She starts screaming. Sarah at the same time as it's happening starts freaking out. She like jumps to her feet and starts swatting everything like like she knows she like she's trying to swat a spider or something. And the other two friends start screaming as well, but they don't know why. They just the other friends are screaming. So they're all screaming now. Help her. <laughs> and Once she realizes that there's nothing grabbing her shirt anymore, she tells the other two friends what was going on. And they all start freaking out, and they go back to the board, and they just say, they gathered their wits enough to tell it goodbye. So they say goodbye, pack up the board. At this point, they had stayed up basically all night. So, like, they start seeing a little bit of sunshine coming through the windows, but they're all exhausted. So they start to fall asleep, except for Sarah, who is still terrified and freaking out. So she's laying on like one of the couch cushions or something that they pulled off of the couch. She's got this sheet over her cuz that's all they could s- spare from the bed. And she as she's laying there feels this rush of cold come back over her. Oh, my but gosh. like not a rush, it's like a slow started with her feet. Like a creep, like a creep and it starts creeping up her body. Till it gets towards her chest. And as she's getting really cold, the sheet starts to lift up off of her body. And she screams again, rushes over the Ouija board, grabs it down, and starts begging whatever it is to stop. She does that for a solid few minutes. Her friends are still out, so she didn't scream very loud. <laughs> I was going to say, how are they out during all this? And finally, that cold feeling goes away. As it does, she sits herself down in the corner of the bedroom, just kind of curled up in a ball with her arms around her legs, just kind of, like, you know, rocking back and forth, waiting for it to be not so early that she could call her mom to come pick her up. So after a what seems probably like a lifetime to her at this point, it's not too soon to call her mom. So she goes and calls her mom, asks her to be picked up, now her mom's like, well, it's kind of strange that she'd want to be picked up at probably what f- 5, 6 in the morning from sleepover, but she comes and picks her up anyways. She picks her up, and they start taking off to go home. She's sitting in the passenger seat, Sarah is, and she's kind of going through this in her head like, how do I bring this up to my mom without... Because her mom is hardcore, just like Christian, and she has said that she's an atheist. She doesn't believe in any of this. And she's, I don't. F- I don't feel like this conversation is going to go anywhere but downhill. So she's trying to think of what's the best way to bring this up and tell her mom about it. So she asks her mom, have you ever had anything paranormal happen to you? Her mom thinks for a second. And she says, well, yeah, actually. Have I ever told you about Ian? Oh. <laughs> and... Sarah's heart drops into her stomach, and that cold rush comes back over her body. She hears her mom tell her that. And then her mom decides to tell her about Ian. She says, well, when I was in high school, my boyfriend at the time, his name was Ian, and when we were both seniors, he ended up getting in a car accident and passing away. So for weeks after the funeral, after the fact, People that were that knew Sarah's mom said that they would see Sarah's mom or Ian out by Ian's grave in the graveyard. And these were people who were very close to Sarah's mom, like her sister or her mother, and they knew that she wasn't there, but they saw her nonetheless. <sighs> and she doesn't go into much detail after that because Sarah kind of cuts her off and is like, well, and decides to give her the cliff notes version of what just happened. Over the last couple of hours, and when she's done telling her story, Sarah's mom is like, "Can you please not talk about it anymore? Let's let's just let it go." <laughs> and so Sarah's like, "Uh, okay." But when they get home, she realizes that she can still feel the hand that was smacked her in the back earlier that night, and she asks her mom to take a look at it. So she takes off her shirt, and her mom finds this red handprint just on the back of her back. And they took a picture of it. And she says she has a picture somewhere, but couldn't find it. She said that that handprint lasted probably two days after. But since then, to my knowledge, Sarah and her mom do not talk about paranormal activity anymore. Or Ian. Or Ian. They leave Ian where he is, in the graveyard. (laughs) Stop that, dude. (laughs) But that is that is me tonight. Wait, Little so what was
1: What was the relation between Ian and the mom? Boyfriend girlfriend. Okay, boyfriend girlfriend.
2: Yes. And he died in a car accident. They weren't together. Sarah's mom and Ian were together at the time.
1: Oh, during the car accident.
2: Well, or no, they weren't together they were dating. at the time. She wasn't in the accident. Yeah, they yeah, were yeah, did- yeah. dating. Yeah, okay. Yeah.
1: And there's no other accounts of Ian like hitting up anybody else. No. Nope. Bro, how, what would go
0: through your mind, body, and soul when your mom says, have I told you about Ian? I'd be like. <laughs> I'd open the car door and just hop out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Eject the moon. Eject o cuz. Okay, bye. Um. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, dude.
0: Oh man, dude, that story was good, and then all of a sudden it was really good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that part—that's when it became like more real for me. When mom was like, "I ever told
2: you about Ian?" Bro, yeah, and that's creepy that it went after Sarah too, like in her—it's little prove that he's their experiment. I have a theory, or not
0: a theory, but I just wonder if that truly is Ian or just something that knows the history
2: and is pretending. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, could be. I don't well, know. what was that? Was there like a one of the Ouija board movies that came out like a minute ago where it did something like that? Like tried to say it was so-and-so, but it wasn't. It was like some demon. I'm sure. I'm sure there is. <laughs> Pulled the old switcheroo on him. <laughs>
1: it's not Yin. It's Raymond. <laughs> Beelzebub. Bezelbub. Bezelbub.
2: <laughs> hey, Zuzu. Man. Oh, yeah. God. Ew! Okay, yeah, any and all of those, <laughs> Legion, bro. Uh, but to this day, she said, like I said, she was atheist, and that's the one thing that she's never been able to explain. Huh. Like she randomly will think about it at times, and then just be like, "I still can't explain away what happened here." Of course, he can't explain it because he don't believe it. <laughs> so there you go. Dude, that More is the story. wild believe yeah, that's pretty terrifying. What if I had touched that broken Ouija board down in that mental asylum? Maybe you did, and maybe that's what now. what's the matter with you? Not just kidding <laughs> <laughs> Well, you just got to tell me my real name now, bro. <laughs> Jeez. should we
0: wrap this up or do you guys want to discuss things further? <laughs> I think I don't have anything
2: else. I don't right. have anything. Else
0: uh guys this might be a short episode this week but we are gonna be getting back to normal schedule i'll be back in utah tomorrow so everything should be back this is just fun for us to figure out how to do this remotely so thanks for joining us
1: yeah guys um stay safe out there take care of each other
0: with everything that's going on out there we hope everyone's doing all right and staying sane and just yeah doing the things that they need to do to stay healthy mentally and physically
1: with that said uh trust your gut and watch your back guys bye love you be safe be careful out there okay bye
2: If so, submit them to our website, the3ampodcast.com. We love any audio or visual aids that can help bring your stories to life. So file uploads are welcome with your written submissions. We're anxious and excited to hear from you.